Welcome to the DLTV podcast. I'm Marcus Smolkay. Our guest today is Yen, Robobus Program Manager with the Father Bob Maguire Foundation. Yen, welcome to the DLTV podcast. It's great to have you on. Now, you're involved with a really exciting program where I don't think many of these things exist across Australia. So could you give us a bit of a feel for what the RoboBus is and uh, your role with that program? Sure. Thanks for having me on, Marcus. Uh, the RoboBus program has only just begun this year and it's under the Father Bob Maguire Foundation. It's uh, a program where we invite students, the community, in particular schools, to come on board the actual bus and we run STEM class rooms for children and the community to learn about STEM education. So when I walk inside the bus, what do I see? What does it look like? Sure. The bus has been renovated. Prior to us receiving the bus, the bus was used as a kitchen bus to feed the homeless people. So when we took the bus on board this year, we renovated the bus and basically stripped the entire interior out and put in bench seats and bench tops uh, for tables. Uh, We left the back room as type of uh, like a dark room so we could use VR facilities in the back room Um, and it has seating in the back room as well. And all the seats are storage spaces for us. We've got a smart TV. We've also got uh, a mobile Wi-Fi and we've got all the the new devices that are being used in, in different ways to teach and facilitate STEM education for young people. And as the program manager, are you the only one on board doing all the education or the the teaching or is there someone with you? How does that actually work? Sure. Um, Well, there's myself and there's Andy and Andy's our youth worker. Because we deal with a lot of disadvantaged young people, it was important for us to have a youth worker on board the bus to just to monitor and to encourage young people who perhaps are quite disengaged from learning. So Andy's our um, part-time youth worker. Myself, I'm the program manager and I look after the curriculum and the whole operations of the the RoboBus program. I don't work solely by myself. I actually facilitate and run these programs together with other organisations and I collaborate with individuals as well and I get them on board and they do some of the facilitation with me. So, for example, today we ran a workshop uh, with a cardiologist and uh, he's been with the Royal Children's Hospital for 34 years and we wanted him to talk about health assistive technology and what he's used in his practice to improve the lives of young people. So he brought in his device that he's been using in hospitals and um, basically the device that he brought in was uh, a device that used to block the holes of children's hearts. So some babies and children develop holes in their hearts and he's been using a device that instead of using surgery, uh, it uses a catheter that goes through the veins and arteries of children and uh, it comes out. Uh, so the device comes out of the catheter and it actually blocks the holes of the hearts of children and then the catheter is taken out and that device remains in the heart itself. So he, he he's one example of somebody I'd work with to facilitate a session on STEM technology, but in the healthcare industry. Your journey to get to where you are has been quite interesting. And I'm really keen for you to share your journey sure. with the listeners because uh, it's it's something that, which is worth talking about. Absolutely. So I came on board the RoboBus program uh, in March this year um, as a staff member. Prior to that, the Father Bob team had brought me on board for at least two meetings in 2018 to discuss about their plans about having a bus and running a STEM program on the bus. So the bus was acquired, but nothing had been done. So it was still a bus, a kitchen bus um, when I saw it last year. 
And so when I was invited to come on board their meetings, I consulted and gave them advice on my experience running STEM programs and particularly my experience in Singapore with the Singapore IDA Lab on Wheels bus program. Well, what's that so about? Singapore, tell, tell us about yeah, that, yeah. So, Singapore is actually quite advanced in their STEM technology and four years ago or nearly close to five years ago, they decided they'd take a bus and exactly what we're doing, they converted the bus to a STEM classroom and they went around different schools, public schools mainly in Singapore to deliver extracurricular STEM activities. It became so popular that within about six to eight months, the government of Singapore said we're going to invest in a second bus. And then by the second year, it became again very successful that they invested in two more buses. So um, I was in Singapore for four years and I saw this progress of the bus program and I got on board and I uh, facilitated some of the sessions with the children. And um, I learned about their program and I learned about the technology and the, the types of facilitation that they were doing. It's quite different to Australia because they have a different level of, I guess, engagement with their people. They don't just reach out to students, but they also reach out to the community in terms of senior citizens because Singapore is trying to create a smart nation. So they want every single individual in their country equipped with technology skills that, that they could then advance the country and move forward. So they're reaching out to seniors. So they have a bus just for seniors and disabled people. Uh, and that bus was obviously catered towards people who needed wheelchairs. So that bus itself was used in that community environment. They'd have a bus just for secondary students and then a bus just for primary school students. So I saw all of their four buses. Uh, it was incredible. And the government was backing it up with a lot of funding. Millions of dollars were put into the program. And it's reached easily over 50,000 people today. Oh, goodness gracious. Do you, do you have incredible. A, do, you, do you have a sort of a, a similar vision for the Robo bus in Victoria or even Australia-wide or...? Yeah, look, it's Father Bob's vision. I came on board as a consultant, but now that I'm running the program, I do see great potential in the bus program. Australia's demographic is totally different from Singapore. First of all, Singapore is only 30 kilometres in, in width, you know, in diameter as yeah. a country. Yeah. So it's tiny. It's like like the size of Geelong in some ways, very, very small. So you can easily have four buses that reaches 50,000 people in a couple of years. In Australia, our, our environment is just so diverse and quite arid to some degree. So if we were just to look at Melbourne, Metropolitan and even Victoria, then yes, definitely a STEM bus program should be able to reach you know, quite a wide group of people in rural areas and regional areas and make quite a big impact. The other thing is that you do need a huge backing from either corporates or the government sector itself. And the Father Bob Foundation hasn't yet reached that level of um, partnerships with uh, corporate companies or with the government yet. But when it does, then I believe that then it will make a much bigger impact. Wow, gosh, fantastic. It's exciting stuff. I mean, you're really working in an innovative uh, field at the moment. I mean, STEM education is always really exciting, but uh, I mean, in America, there are the odd buses going around as well too, doing a similar thing, but it's a really yes. exciting innovation. It engages so many more people than ordinarily would be connected with this stuff. So uh, look, I, I applaud what you're doing. It's amazing. Let's look forward a bit. Let's, let's gaze mm -hmm. to our crystal ball. How do you see STEM education, the sort of things you're involved with in 20 years? 
Look, STEM education is all about innovation. So in 20 years' time, whatever adults or, or young people are using STEM for, it's basically what they're creating it for, for their uses and for their efficiency and, and what they're driving it towards. It won't be STEM education in terms of controlled by, uh, you know, like a, a big corporation or the government itself, but I think STEM education will become so ingrained in people that they are themselves the developers, they are themselves the inventors, they're, they're hacking their way through problem solving, all sorts of things using STEM skills. So in 20 years time, I don't think there would really be a need for STEM education as a classroom that, like what we see today. But I think it's going to be a part of people's lives so naturally that they will be the problem solvers using technology and engineering and science and maths to, to enhance their livelihoods. I love your vision. You're very positive yes. and fantastic. I love that thinking. If people want to get in contact with you, is that like, how do you yes. how do you actually book the van? Or yeah, so we our objective is to reach disadvantaged groups of people. So we've got groups like the Indigenous students, cold communities, new migrants and refugee groups of people, definitely low income families and low income areas, as well as uh, special needs groups. And now we're moving into juvenile detention centres. So we reach quite a large group of diverse and disadvantaged young people. So people, if you've got a group of people who have any of those types of backgrounds, we'd be more than happy to uh, connect with you, provide services and facil- facilitate sessions for your group of people. Now, if you don't, so, so some groups of people don't have you know, those linkages, we can still support you in some sort of way, perhaps through a science fair or some sort of, you know, conference that you might be having in your school or your community centre that you want to promote STEM education. That's something that we are certainly doing at the moment as well as, as people come and approach us about their different science and technology fairs that they're running. What's the best way to contact you? Is there a website we should go yes. to? Yes, so Father Bob has his own website. So it's fatherbobs with an S dot com. And then under the Father Bob's website, there's the Robobus program. But we also are on Facebook. So people can join our Facebook group. Basically, it's just Robobus as one word. And they can join that group. And that gives them daily or weekly updates on where we're at. And they can contact us through that Facebook group as well. Yen, I love your work. Fantastic. Thank Keep, you. I'm, yes. I'm so pleased you're doing this stuff. This is inspirational stuff. And, uh, and I'm, as you know, we, we're delighted to have you at the Digitech conference on the 8th of November. Yes. And uh, there are so many kids and teachers are going to be excited by what they see. So, look. That's wonderful. Thanks for speaking with me today. Thanks, Mark. Well, I'll see you on the 8th and keep up the great work. Love it. Thanks, Marcus. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the DLTV podcast. You can find all our podcasts on our website, dltv.vic.edu.au and on SoundCloud. Have a great day.